Hey, everybody, and we're back with finally another episode of Is It That Deep, though? We're back. We're we back. Recorded in like a month, huh? I know. It's been a month. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy times, but it's I'm excited. really to be busy. Back. Yeah. I think, I mean, we all get into it. I don't want to talk too much about work and stuff. It's just been, it's ramped up. So I was just like, oh, <laughs> my honeymoon is over. Now I have a oh, job. Man. Yeah. You didn't feel like you had a job this whole time? I did, but it seemed like I was still riding the high of like graduating and like people calling me doctor and just like, I'll, I'll get to that later, you know, like mm-hmm. re- refer to my ad- administrative assistant for scheduling instead of me doing it myself. And then everything like exploded. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm a working woman now. Oh, wow. That's yeah. wild that it took a while for it to finally, you got like additional responsibilities, I'm guessing, or? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Which is good. There was a, there was some scaffolding, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but I was just like, man, this is great. I can finish today mm-hmm. at four. I have all this time. I can like take week, like not weeks, like weekends off completely, take off Fridays. And now I think it's just, I have more kids that I'm seeing and I got to fit them in. So I got to give up. Yeah, my the, tra- the training wheels are off for you, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's wrapped up for me at work too. My, yeah. my life right now is 90% work and career stuff. Really? So it feels rewarding, which is kind of embarrassing to say. It does <laughs> feel rewarding, but also like headache. Also tired, also not doing the things that I want to do for fun as yeah. much, but doing things. It's They've ramped up expectations of me at my job to where oh. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm staying online until like six or seven. And I even clock in on the weekends to like get ahead of the game because I wow. feel I literally will go to sleep and stress about like they're expecting me to do this and I'm not going to have it done in time and I had some I took time off like in November it was a really short month with all the we have like mm-hmm. U days we have Thanksgiving off I took a week off for Afrotech yeah um I feel like I took another day off but I can't remember I might have taken like the last week of oh yeah the end of October was my birthday I took that off a week before then I was off for the whole week like so I've I've kind of gotten not exactly behind but when managers out of nowhere are like we need you to do this and we need it to look like this it's like oh well Mm. now that's at the forefront and everything I was gonna do this week has to get fit in somewhere else but mm-hmm. yeah no i feel pretty good about things i i was at hillside pharmacy this restaurant the other yeah. day and funny enough i was supposed to be at the dayglow concert and i just didn't want to be there and <laughs> i've learned that i can leave situations i don't want to be in even if i paid money to be there mm-hmm. so i went to hillside pharmacy because i just wanted to have some bubbly and like a burger a cheeseburger because i'm eating meat kind of again dude really a little bit yes that's okay i don't choose it but i will have a hamburger from time to time at a nice restaurant Mm -hmm. i've not been back to chick-fil-a and i don't think i've eaten meat at work Mm -hmm. but anyways so specific like special occasions yeah i was there and i was talking to this guy who worked there and he was like are you having a good time i was like tonight or like what like in general he was like in general like in life are you having a good time? And I was like, I don't think that's what life is about. I don't <laughs> think that that I don't think that matters. So, I mean, I think we have good times, but that is not the expectation. Like that's that mm-hmm. like you have highs and lows. And he just had worded it in a way where it's like your whole goal of being here is to have a good time and you should spend mm-hmm. your life having a good time. Like that should be your goal. Mm. your reason your raison d'etre or whatever oh and i'm over here like bro that is too much pressure to put on people (laughs) (laughs) 
to be like, I need to be having a good time. If I'm not having a good time in my life right now, then I'm I'm wasting my life. Or like, uh, the, the meaning of my life is to be happy and to have a good time. Like, that sounds so immature to me. Mm. And so we can get into, uh, we don't have a topic. This may, may be the topic. Ooh, okay. Transition music. <laughs> <laughs> Do you agree or disagree that you should... Like your point of being here is to, or a big r- importance to you in life, yeah. To make sure you're having a good time. Ooh. And then I have a follow up question. Okay. So philosophical. No, it's that's a great question. I think that I would rather have a good time than a bad time. I'm not gonna just live in a Pollyanna existence that is like it's always gonna be good because it's not. But I don't want to forget that life can be good. Like it may not always be good, but there are like chance there's times where it is. And I don't want to like forget that and get like caught up in like the rigmarole of like suffering and stuff like that. I wonder what that guy, what the purpose behind that question was like, is life's like, was he just thinking like, you know, you should be having a good time. And if you're not, you're doing life wrong. Or he was just trying to flirt with you. I don't know. No, he had a girlfriend. I think there's Uh, something about me that just makes people open up because I usually skip to deeper topics pretty quickly. And then before Mm -hmm. I know it, I'm like talking to this stranger about like philosophical things. But do you, do you view things in black and white like that? Like, do you find yourself thinking overall, like I am not having a good time right now and I need to be doing what you know, a lot of people, they are chasing like this idea that they should be enjoying life. And that's why they quit their jobs and move cross country or do this, do that. I need to do, I need to be a singer or an actor because their whole idea is like life should be, you should be happy to be here all the time and it should be a overall a good time. Mm-hmm. Do you really view it in, in like that kind of black and white, like mm-hmm. overall you kind of want to generalize that you're having a good time? I don't because that's not, how life works. I, I would want to, if I had a choice, I'd want to live a life that was not of suffering and was not completely hard, but that's not life. So I recognize that there are bad parts and there are good parts. The things that I do, I'd want to do them in a way to increase the likelihood that I have a good life (laughs) and not like, you know, look at the negatives all the time, but I, you can't think that I think like chasing you agree with him. You're sounding like you agree with really. No, I mean, like, like oh, hold on. You are talking about it in black and white a little. Like, Am I? Say, okay. When you me... say, like, of course, yeah. if I could choose not to have a life of suffering, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And then when, when you say, like, I, I let me not put words in your mouth, but it sounds yeah. like you're, like, talking about making decisions to get you in a good space and be in a, to I mean, be on the end of, like, I'm having a good time. Is that true? Is that what I, you're saying? I mean, I could see where it could be read like that. I feel... I don't know what his purpose behind that statement was. I don't, I can't sit, I cannot be black and white because life isn't black and white. So let me say it in a way that's not black and white. I recognize that bad stuff can happen in life and good stuff can happen in life. If I had the choice, I'd rather the good stuff and I'd rather live a life that lets me remember that good things can happen and recognize that there's always an opportunity for good and not just like black and white, not not black and white, not just the negative. Um, but Jay's like tra- dream chasing and just thinking like we have to run and catch this high every single time um, isn't sustainable either. So I can't live life like that. That would be so hard. I can't even. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I do. When I think about him saying that, I just think that I can't view life is way more nuanced than are you having a good time in Mm. life? There is pain in everyone's life. We're all going to feel like we're suffering. We're all going to feel on top of the world. There's a lot of in-between moments, too, where, mm-hmm. like, that night I was kind of like, 
I don't know what to tell you. I'm here. Like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't classify this moment as like, oh, I'm living my best life. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just living. We're just here, honestly. And so I thought it was, I just was very, in, not, I was intrigued that, that somebody really was, had that mindset of just the whole mm-hmm. point is to have a, but then it just sounded so, I understood I understood what he was saying because it did sound like a normal average thought that mm. overall life should be classified as good. You should be able to say every day, I'm so happy to be here <laughs> for the mountaintops. <laughs> <laughs> and you should be able to say like, I'm having a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that to me, is just for me, the way I work, it sets me up for failure because I'm very mm-hmm. aware of when I'm not having a good time. And I lived life where I did feel that I was supposed to be having a good time and a good life, especially because of what people put on social media. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And so when I noticed I wasn't and if I had like long bouts of not having a good time, I got even more sad because I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm supposed to be I'm wasting my 20s. Like I should be having a great time and Mm -hmm. I'm not. So when would you say that you realize that it is more nuanced and just like if you ever did think at some point that you should be aspiring to have a good life. At what point did you realize that didn't really make sense for you? Yeah. um, I definitely thought that way, especially with the should heavy on the should, like I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I think things changed relatively recently. I really, and I've mentioned this before. I think 2020 was like my coming of age moment. And I was 27, 26. I was so, (laughs) but that's when I realized I was like, you know what? Like, I can be having a good time. I can be having a bad time. I can going through trials and tribulations. I can be going through bliss. That's life. I shouldn't feel like I should be in this place, especially being around, you know, people getting married, people having like money, you know, stuff like that, having like full-time jobs and just being like, wow, <laughs> why is life? Why am I not living that way? And I think it's because I was living in the should on my like, um, I don't know, mm-hmm. self-help tip, but that's when it changed for me relatively later in life. Cause I felt like, we, like in, in college for the majority of graduate school, even though like there were good things happening in my life, I felt like, oh, I should be at this place. I should be in a relationship. I should lose 20 pounds. I should like have money. I should be, I should have savings. Look, I still, I should have savings. But like, that was just something that I thought about all the time. And now I'm in a place where it's like, okay, my timeline is different than others and that's okay. And I think the, the where I am right now is fine. Not this, where I am, is where I should be. It's like where I am right now is fine. I always want to like achieve better. And if things kind of go downhill a little bit, it'll, it'll come back up at some point. So, yeah, I even think, I mean, I, when I think of how bad things can be, I'm pretty lucky and I get anxious Mm. thinking about when things will get bad. But I think for now, I, I identify as being in my thirties though. I'm 29. Oh yeah. Heavy. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I feel like I'm in my thirties because I I've heard people in their thirties talk often about how, Oh, when I was in my twenties, I was all over the place. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, you know, I was drinking and driving. I was like falling in love (laughs) with the wrong people. I was doing all this crazy shit. I shouldn't have been doing. I had no business doing this shit. Uh, But once I got to my thirties, like everything made more sense and I calmed down and now you can't really tell me shit about anything and you Mm -hmm. know I feel like from your 30s and then into your 40s it just gets to be even more like that I am at a point where I officially have no expectations for myself Mm. at all Mm -hmm. so there is no pressure there Mm. is I'm at a place even like take for example the guy that I was talking to at Hillside 
Yeah. I, I used to be in a place because I was so stuck on what I should be doing and how everybody around me seemed to be doing exactly like, oh, they're all falling in love. Everybody's like having a big close group of friends. Everybody's traveling. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. I don't have much money. I'm ha- not having a good time dating or it's hard for me to date or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whenever I would meet somebody and they would be like, oh, I have a girlfriend or oh, I have a boyfriend. There would be a part of me that yeah. would instantly get annoyed with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> instantly be salty like well everybody has a boyfriend everybody has a girlfriend like what the fuck everybody like I would low-key it would ruin my mood Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't somebody I specifically was like attracted to and was hoping to talk to but it was just like a reminder that everybody was whatever whatever Mm -hmm. and now I honestly just like talking to people in general and hearing about them and hearing how they're different from me and hearing where they've got, how they've gotten to this point. My favorite question to ask any new person I meet, because I live in Austin and it's mm-hmm. not exactly a melting pot, but a lot of people from different parts of the world, really. My favorite thing to ask is, why are you here? Mm. Like, what brought you here? Mm-hmm. Why did you come to Austin? Because everybody has their story and there's a, a couple of trends, but <laughs> it's always interesting. And so now when I talk to someone and they have a partner or whatever, that's just another interesting facet for me to ask you about. Like, mm-hmm. how did y'all meet? How did you know? Like, you he had moved here for her. And I was like, that's a thing mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people say. Like, a lot of guys I've heard, mm-hmm. they'll come here because their girlfriend needed to move here. I didn't, oh, tell wow. them that. I didn't tell them that most of those relationships don't last. Because they might, and I'm not <laughs> negative. <laughs> but it's still just interesting, like, listening to somebody. And I no longer take home with me or I no longer show up with this need to make those moments last or to try mm-hmm. to build a connection off of them. Mm-hmm. Like I can meet people and I don't feel in any way that I have to be friends with you, mm-hmm. that I have to follow you or add you or get your number or anything, whether you're single or not, whether it's platonic or not, because who cares? Like mm-hmm. everything is very arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Nothing is anything. Like I, I I'm going to finish this point and I'll shoot it back to you. Okay. But I literally... I think the worst parts of my life came were when I had the belief in like fate and destiny. And this is how, you know, it's the one. And (laughs) one day I'll meet my Prince Charming or one day I can't wait till it's me or whatever, like Mm -hmm. these expectations and these reading too much into things. And now I feel so much more freedom and being like, nothing means anything. You can meet someone and have a good night. And like, I don't, I walk away from that with nothing. Right. I value the experience of actually connecting and talking to someone in the moment. And then I leave. Mm-hmm. Although I suspect that's because I've become more of an introvert, but shooting it back to you. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say the same thing with like appreciating and valuing the interaction itself. Like it was a significant, it was an event that happened in your life. And when like you view these experiences, like of meeting someone at a restaurant and talking to them or just like being in line at the grocery store and striking up a conversation with a guy or something like that. It's like, okay, I appreciate this experience for what it was, a conversation. And seeing things in that lens, I think is helpful to see the value in life more. Cause it's like, wow, there are so many opportunities to have more of these interactions and meet different types of people. They could go nowhere, but that's kind of like the beauty is in the in, in the event itself and not like, okay, this could go somewhere or like right. what does that mean for my life? And I think that's, I mean, it could be becoming an introvert. I also think that just kind of seeing the beauty in all aspects 
aspects of life, the minute to like the big milestones and stuff like that, because life is so complex. There's so many nuances. And I think like television, social media makes us always believe like there has to be something to get out of it. Like Pixar different happened. There has to be a deliverable. And if there's not, then what was the point of it? And life doesn't work that way. At least I don't want life to work that way. We yeah. we got to normalize taking the pressure off. And even when I hear like more people say like uh, the tropes of, oh, one day you'll find your person or they're out there and they'll come when you least expect it. And there's someone out there for everyone. I'm like, stop perpetuating that. That's not true necessarily. Mm. A lot of people, I, I don't even think it's like a one thing. Like there shouldn't be just a one. Like you might spend your whole 30s and 40s in relationships with different people mm-hmm. and one relationship might last two years one might last five ten or whatever i i mean i think that's why we're seeing less people our age even get married mm-hmm. what like kiki palmer is pregnant and i saw that I all know. over social media i don't know i mean i don't to me it doesn't affect me at all but mm-hmm. i found me i found me <laughs> i found myself doing that that christian thing that i can't help but do and be like uh she pregnant no ring on her finger okay you know type of thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i have to talk myself out of it and be like and so what like she could be married and they could still divorce Mm -hmm. and then she would still be a single mom like this idea that you should be married because marriage also means forever and she's shouldn't be happy to be pregnant and not be married and whatever i still think that if i ever cared to have a kid i wouldn't not want to be married but i also feel like like what do you what do you think about things like that the the idea that do you personally believe that there's just going to be a one and done for you for the next like 50 years or do you are you open to the idea that it might be like five more (laughs) like it could be who who knows like three more what do you think i think for me I know what it is that I want. And I want like a one per, I want to get married once and like have that be my person. And I think that's just based on my personality. I've never been the person to like, I just can't see myself having three marriages or three like really significant relationships that are like life, not lifelong, but like, like years long, Mm -hmm. 10, 15 years and then get divorced 10, 15 years. I feel like it would take so much out of me that I'd want to invest that in like one person and then have a family around that. I guess I'm, I'm more traditional in that sense. So I think that's what would work for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but when I saw Kiki Palmer, like I also had a thing too. I was like, dang, she's not married. It was more of a like, dang it. Like I thought yeah. she's not married, you know, but I mean, that doesn't take away from like what their relationship is. It's dro- like, you know, drove from insecure. It's his younger brother. That's the father. Yeah, I heard that and I was like, so he doesn't do anything. Oh, like, God. What, what is his job? I don't know. But they got, I mean, if it's because Kiki Palmer's on me, Kiki Palmer's rich. So whatever happens. Yeah, that's why I was fine. like, I hope she has, you can't have a prenup for children. So yeah. unfortunately, I just, I don't know. I've seen too many of these men, like these women leave them and then the men are like, well, I need money because I don't make as much as you. And so it's good that they're not married because if they got divorced, <laughs> I'm sure she would have a, a very tight prenup. But either mm-hmm. way, um, with a kid, I just don't trust. I think it's me, the negativity in me that still doesn't really trust men generally that i'm like mm. don't have a kid with a guy who has less 
you because oh, on mad day when y'all break up and he wants to go to the judge and say i need child support because she's a millionaire mm. and i'm not like i mean maybe she tr- but he could be a good guy who's like i would never do that so right i don't know i don't know i personally going back to you having the idea of one person forever i think i've also modified my expectations or expectations i guess what i really lean on wanting mm-hmm. uh based on the fact that things in 2022 are very different mm-hmm. than they were in the 80s and the 70s when our oh, yeah. parents were getting married and all of mm-hmm. that our mindsets are very touch and go i keep seeing tiktok keeps showing me these people talking about horrible dates and getting ghosted after dating somebody for three months or whatever and mm-hmm. all these things and now we're seeing so many people in the fucking entertainment industry caught cheating on their wives like it's going out of style i don't know <laughs> So to me, the idea that I could meet somebody possibly now and then maybe commit five years to them and then maybe at some point something comes up to where we realize this is not going to... Because I think we're it's more normalized now that you will look at your partner, married or not, and be like, this is not going to work mm-hmm. for whatever reason. We just... It's, it's social media. It is these dating apps. But it's instilled in our minds, period, mm-hmm. that we don't have to put up with X, Y, Z. So even right. if you choose someone and you're like, no, we're on the same page, like this is exactly what I wanted. You know, five, 10 years down the road, you don't know that you're still going to be on the same page and you don't know that you'll be like, I don't care. We can live in separate houses, like, or I'll move to Antarctica with you. Like, you don't know what you're really going to be willing to put. I I just, if you, I mean, you don't, we don't know anything. Like you don't know if you'll be willing to put up with that because you're like, no, I love this guy. Like no matter what, you don't know for sure that this person's going to keep that same energy, you know, your whole life either to where you one day look at them and you're like, this is not worth all of that. So mm-hmm. if I had like five years with somebody in my early thirties and then met somebody at 36, 38, and then we spend a decade together. Mm -hmm. What if they pass away? What if something happens like that, that I can't control? Or what if like, again, what if something happens to where I'm like, you know, we have grown apart. Like we, this is not end game. We've had a good 10 years though. Like even looking at what is her name? Megan Good and her husband, Mm. Kia Mori and her I was going to suggest that one. Yeah. People can break up and not be like, it was a horrible thing. It's just like a, we have spent a good amount of time and we should congratulate ourselves, but we can move on and not make it a thing where it's like, I hate you. Or like, I wasted 10 years on you. We didn't waste any time. We had a life together and now it's another chapter that we're turning. And then if you are like 60 and you meet a partner to like see the rest of your life out with and like retire with, should you be like, I mean, I'm not talking in terms of marriage necessarily, but even if you did marry each person, would mm-hmm. you not get married that last time? Because you're like, no, <laughs> I'm I'm a failure if I get married three times. Some people do think that way, and I might. I would probably be like, I'm not getting married again. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'll be 70 and I'll be like, I don't give a fuck. I'll get married again. So, I know. And I think I, like, <laughs> oh, go on. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think this, like, as I've gotten older, I've also kind of like been stretching my mindset about, uh, being okay with not knowing like mm-hmm. I know what I want in terms of like what my standard is and the type of man who I want to be with and I want to be with someone for the long haul that's like my goal and hopefully like if we do grow we grow in parallel with each other and even if we change like you know mm-hmm. we, we we may change and we change together and if that doesn't happen it couldn't it, it, like it may not happen I have to be okay with that mm-hmm. and not think mm-hmm. like well it's a failure and this is a bad da, da, da. it's like let me just like I have to be okay with that and be like okay so not so what happens next and how can I still promote like 
you know, mm-hmm. change in a positive way. So I'm not completely like traumatized. And, yeah. you know, so I have like, it, it takes like, that's like really stretching. Like, okay, I want to get married and I want to be with someone for the long haul. If things happen, I have to be okay with, that's a risk that everyone has to take. Like it could not work mm-hmm. out. So what are you going to do next? You're going to die. No, you have to figure yeah. it out. And anything is possible. So it's yeah. completely possible that you, you could meet someone and spend the rest of your life with them because you're both. I, I feel like marriage, I wish I wish there was more insight into marriage that I could get. I bought my sister the book that Kevin on stage wrote with his wife. Oh, really? Yeah, she said it's kind of corny, but I'm going to yeah. read it when she's done with it. Because I want to know the real tea about marriage. Like, yeah. fuck all this, like, I married my best friend. Like, give me the real tea of, like, mm-hmm. the days when you both are like, we don't actually have to do this. Like, what do you do to, like, take space and time? What if you are the kind of person who is very independently minded and then right. you marry someone? How do you learn how mm-hmm. to not view somebody sometimes butting heads with you as like a red flag like oh I married the wrong person right versus being like okay how do we both reset our egos or how do I change my mindset you know there's a lot to marriage we don't know and I, so I do believe that if you can find someone who goes into marriage with the same mindset as you and you are best friends I low-key do think you have to be best friends <laughs> and then you're both like not the kind of people who put so much importance on like things like sex because that comes and goes that can fade away like right. I don't think that's the whatever. And if you really, truly love each other, I think that that's already a good starting formula because you'll, I think the the proof in loving each other is how much work you are willing to do. If you're willing to go to counseling, if you're willing to attempt to fall back in love with each other mm-hmm. and things like that. But that again is like very arbitrary and up to chance. There's no way that you can seek that out or like know for a fact. It's really all up to chance. Mm-hmm. And so when you say that like, your goal is to find one person to be with forever. I look at that as like saying that your goal is to be married. Like mm-hmm. that's hard because it has to do with another person, right? Like no. I can only be with someone forever, depending on if they want to be with me forever. Yeah. And then also like depending on how they act. Right. <laughs> so I can't, I, I don't know how you make a goal to me. Sounds like something you work towards and you like track your progress or something. Mm. And I don't know. That's why I like stopped viewing marriage as a goal or like a relationship as a goal. It's something mm. I desire. Right. Like, I want it, <laughs> but I have so many stipulations mm-hmm. for what it would take for me to get that. And mm-hmm. I can't control other people. Like my mom would be like, yeah. what? you know, the typical when you're getting married, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not up to me. Like I'm out here. <laughs> I'm not swatting men away. I like know. they have to come up to me and then well, we have to approach each other, I guess. And he has to be correct. Mm-hmm. or whatever it has to be a lot of things that come together before even marriage is on the table and so i just pointed that out because I, when i hear the word goal in terms of relationships yeah I feel like your your goal that you can do is like your goal is to be happy within your relationship your goal yeah. like things that you can actively affect and do because if you're with someone i feel like these are the mindsets that kept our parents together first mm-hmm. ever yeah and our grandparents even if they shouldn't have been the the mm-hmm. idea of this has to last forever. So right. even when it's obviously bad and it's affecting your kids, we're still together. And mm-hmm. then everybody congratulates them like, oh, 40 years. Woo! It's like 40 years. And how much of that was like yelling mm-hmm. and toxicity and like maybe somebody stepped out and 
I don't know. I want something that feels very affirming and healthy the Mm -hmm. whole way through. And Mm -hmm. it's okay if there are rough patches, but that I can trust that they, I just, I don't know. I child trust. Trust is a whole different thing. That's a whole, and that (laughs) takes like, you have to trust yourself too, to be like, okay, I trust myself and my judgment to enter a relationship with someone and be okay if it doesn't work out. And that doesn't mean that I had bad, I picked mm-hmm. wrong or something like that. Like it just could, mm-hmm. like it just may not work out. And I think even with, I think for me, when I think about the word goal, that's true. I don't want marriage to be like, okay, I got married, check. Like that's a goal <laughs> that I like made it in life and now I can finally rest. Like, no, it's like a marriage is a whole other, you know, aspect of life. And I mean, based on my age and everything, I may spend, if I got married in like the next 10 years, the majority of my lifespan could be in marriage and be single. So that's a huge amount of time. I think when I think when I use the word goal, maybe I should think about it as like, when I think of goal, I think about, okay, how can I, because right now I'm not ready for marriage. And I know that there are things that I need to do in order to prepare myself to be in a relationship with somebody else. So maybe that's why I'm thinking of the word goal. It's like, okay, well, I want to be more manageable with my money. I want to be able to like have a more firm like foundation mm-hmm. in faith. I want to be able to like not waste time because I'm a huge procrastinator and my time management skills like suck. And if I want to be in relationship with someone and now it's like, okay, my schedule has to align with theirs and we have to like be on the same page with things like that. I can't be flaking and showing up late to shit all the time and stuff like that and try to maintain, you know, that's not good. So I know the things that I need to work on is like, okay, once I work on these things, hopefully I can be prepared to enter in a relationship. But then and then it's up to whether or not I'm, there is the relationship opportunity. So I just, I'm just to say, I got to work on myself too. So I'm not like, I need a man now because it'll probably fall apart. <laughs> no, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't. But you know, I, I recognize that self-work, it needs mm-hmm. to continue happening. I get it. When I most think about people who need to work on themselves before getting into a relationship, I think of people basically like a self-love, self-esteem thing. Like mm-hmm. when I watch these TikTok dating horror stories. And I think to myself, you need to do some more work on you, beloved. Yeah. This one girl started, I didn't even finish watching her video. She started off saying, my greatest fear is dying alone. And then she said, I'm getting ready for a date. But you know, to be honest, I'm really not looking forward to it. And I I just commented, hey, like (laughs) quoted her, my deep, my greatest fear is dying alone you're getting ready for a date, but you're really not looking forward to it. You need to work on your mindset. Mm-hmm. Heart, heart. <laughs> and I moved on. <laughs> I was like, how can you go into any... For, I Because I used to be there. Like, I yeah. really used to be, have this deep fear of like, what if I never find anybody to love me? Or what if I die alone? I'm going to die alone. And it's like, why is that... The, even just like the connotation of dying alone. Like... That's not, I like being alone. I like doing shit by myself. I really like where I'm at in life. And because I'm here, I need, I when I meet somebody, they're not filling a hole in me. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be matching my energy and giving more. Like at this point, to I'm in a great place to date because I'm good by myself. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to just hang out with you because I have 
nothing better to do. Absolutely. If you aren't texting back the day of the plans, I'm not going to ask you again, hey, are we going or not? Like, nope. we're not going. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> if you say, hey, can we do tomorrow? We're not going to be doing tomorrow because mm-hmm. the, I, I don't need, I'm not hoping that you'll come in and make things better for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the number one thing that needs to be taken care of before you really think you're ready to be in a relationship. Just this mm-hmm. idea of, there's so many women giving men chance after chance or like ignoring red flags because they really are just kind of hoping that this could turn out to be a good thing right it's like if you feel good within yourself you would probably be like i don't really want to do this anymore and just not do it and not think about the what ifs just not do it i think i'm personally it's not that i'm not ready to date i don't know that i'm suited for uh that's not good words what am i trying to say i told you this before on the phone Hmm. When I date, I'm not mentally well. And that's my history. Hmm. I I saw something on TikTok called Lemerance. But basically, like, my, my, I don't know the exact hormone levels or what they're called. But basically, like, if I like someone and we're dating, I'm on drugs, essentially. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm happy all the time. I'm blissful. Everything's great. And then it also takes away from my personal, like what I actually do mm-hmm. for myself. Like I won't read mm-hmm. if I'm with them all the time. I'm probably not waking up alone to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like I'm probably not probably eating and drinking a lot more eating in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be spending a lot of time for career stuff that I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. So I, for career reasons, I don't think I should be dating, but I also don't like how I change yeah. and how I put my things on the back burner for someone else and how uh-huh. they occupy so much of my mind Mm -hmm. and they really have a huge effect on how I feel. And when it goes poorly, that is all I can think about. And even though I'm in a better place now than when I was Mm -hmm. last dating someone, I still just don't like the remnants of that. (laughs) I don't like that. That's something that I do. And so I'm kind of just, I'm not actively, I'm not seeking anything. If I meet somebody cool, but I also feel like every day I think to myself, it's really a good thing that you're not saying anything. yeah because the minute yeah. you do everything is going to go downhill mm-hmm. you're doing really well right now like it's not good for you to be dating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel that way too especially with like my routines because I think my routines are very helpful for me whenever I get off track with any of my routines whether it's like nighttime routine like workout routine even like getting ready for the next day I just feel so even like I write down like everything that I need to do the following day like if I'm not able to do that I just feel so discombobulated and there have been times where I was dating someone and I wasn't able to do those things and I still function but I just like I felt like something was off and then when I get back into it like oh yeah I'm dysregulated because I'm giving too much of myself to someone else and sometimes I think about like okay if I like entering a long-term relationship that's on track to marriage I need to make sure that I can, I have a system to take care of myself first and then have time for someone else. And that always has to be constant. Cause if I'm not able to do that, like, I think even today I saw a mom at the gym and she was like with her kids. And I was like, you know how I'm, I'm just thinking, how much did it take for you to set up everything, pick up your child, take care of them, and then go to the gym with them. It probably took a lot of planning. This wasn't just like, Oh, let's just go to the gym. Like this was like an elementary school kid. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this mom has, it has to have like a system or something that works. And it's like, I am not there yet. I want to get there. And I'm, trying to position myself to be there but it's like mm-hmm. i need to figure out my routine and my system and have that good to go so that when i invite somebody in i don't lose that aspect of myself because mm-hmm. that i was just i just won't feel good 
Yeah. Maybe yeah. the thing is that I don't trust myself because I am just naturally inclined to really being there for someone else mm-hmm. and not wanting to say no. I thrive on people giving me attention. So when there's a specific person who wants to hang out with me all the time, I'm going to say yes every time. And I'm going to mm-hmm. put my stuff on the back burner to be there for them and listen to them and do what they want to do just because I'm happy that somebody wants to be around me or whatever. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know how this came up, but I really just feel like I'm, I'm, I think I'm in a good place because I don't think I should be dating at all. And that's mm-hmm. the only part of my life that I'm not feeling that I don't have anything going on in. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good thing. And I, I feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get out of here, Do you have anything that you discovered you were excited about this week or anything new that you got into or consumed or whatever? Ooh, that's a great thing to ask. Oh my gosh. What would be something? Um, honestly, I got back into like museums. Well, I've, I always like going to museums. It's really fun. I go, there are so many museums here and I go like pretty frequently, but I haven't been able to go as often as I'd like to. And I went to a museum yesterday and I was like, oh, I remember why I liked it. Like I would go to museums, like just like on a Saturday afternoon, just put like my AirPods in and just like walk around and just be alone with my thoughts. And it's just so nice. So that's just something that I'm excited about. I also got these white boots that I'm super excited about from Public Desire or Desiree, whatever it's called. And um, they're still in processing, but I'm so excited to get them. I haven't, I haven't purchased clothes in like forever. Oh Is that my gosh. like a, a brand that's like a thing? I mean, it's like Boohoo. So it's like, it's okay. It's like factory shit. So it's so bad. <laughs> you kill one and five more pop up in their place. Uh, it's like, so bad. Misguided, uh, rest in peace, but public desire is still kicking. So I'm excited. Reminders <laughs> <laughs> on Klarna, God forbid. It's all good. Klarna is like literally like the devil. It's oh like gosh. something, it's the devil in disguise. Like you think it's your friend until you get repeated payments of $98 every two weeks pulled out of your account. And you're I like, know. damn it. Again, like you're, it's not finished. Like it's still pulling money from my account. It's like, I'm I wish I would have just paid the $200 up front. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pay it off this week. I'm just going to, before it has a chance to hit before the next check comes, I'm just going to pay it. Cause it's like, I can't have that on my neck. Another thing that I thought was just funny was that I've talked about this before, but I have a little like parasocial relationship crush on somebody who I like watch on YouTube. Never met him, obviously, just like some random person. And I saw a picture of him on social media and I was just like, this is so embarrassing because I I always, you know how, I don't think I have a preference and I, I guess I have a type, but I remember I saw a picture of him and he looked like somebody else I had a crush on. I was like, oh, wow, this is embarrassing. Like, why do I like people that look like this? And I have no, it's like so implicit. I just saw the picture and I just started like, I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) Like I have a type. This is embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, that's just, that's where I'm at with things. I have gotten I haven't seen a movie in a a week or two but I remember that I was really excited because I saw the menu and there's there are more movies coming out that deal with elitism income Mm. disparity classism Mm -hmm. and things like that like if you loved Parasite then Mm. you're really gonna love Triangle of Sadness and then you're gonna love the menu and there was this other movie uh, I can't remember but there's just a, a slew of movies I, co- I keep seeing come out and they keep dealing with like status in society and how 
quickly things can change or flip or whatever. And so I highly recommend those movies. I was going to record a sensible black nerd thing and then I just got too busy. So I didn't, but I wanted to talk about the movies that I'd seen recently. Mm. I also randomly, I was trying to listen. I'm so I'm straying away from popular music even more because mm. I, I really don't like the music that's being pushed nowadays. And so I started looking into like blue eyed soul, which is what they call music from like the seventies and eighties where the white men sound like they're black, basically. Oh, <laughs> is that like Elvis? Crooning. Oh wait, no, not Elvis. No, 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 no. Like, oh. uh, like, like Bobby. What's his name? The dude who did the, what you won't do, do for love. <sighs> that man was you white. Tried everything. Yes, yes. Every year, somebody new. At least three hundred new black people find out that he's white. What is his <laughs> name? Bobby. I gotta look it up now. I know it's gonna be in this. So I started a new playlist called nostalgia and so it it hones in on that mm-hmm. and his name is bobby caldwell oh, okay. bobby caldwell what you won't do for love mm. i bet you wondered where i've been i love the song and I... then i added uh so apparently the doobie brothers oh yeah <laughs> i the, uh, i'm like retroactively listening to a lot of white people <laughs> that I had I've heard their names before Michael McDonald he's like the king of blue-eyed soul to me Hmm. so I've added I've been listening to him a lot he was in the Doobie Brothers if you've heard that song if you if I play what a fool believes right now you will know it probably I've heard of the name the Doobie Brothers and thought I was like that's funny Doobie wait wait here it goes I've heard of this song Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably in like movies too, I'm sure. What a fool believes. Yeah. Yes, what a fool believes. I yeah. definitely thought this was a song by black people. It's oh my gosh, it sounds like it. Exactly. Michael McDonald sounds like a black man. What a fool believes. Um, I have put in a couple songs from the Bee Gees. Mm, yeah. I didn't know there. Obviously, I mean, I guess it's obvious to white people. Maybe they did "Staying Alive." Oh yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, "Staying Alive." You can tell by the way I spend my mind. I'm a woman's man. No time to do. And then, uh, more than a woman, more than a woman to oh, me. Oh, they did that song. That's- that's them and then i obviously mixed that in with like al green and marvin gay and mm-hmm. just the two of us that's gonna be my new karaoke mm-hmm. song if i ever do karaoke again mm-hmm. i feel the beauty of it all i'm tired with you just the two of us I love don't it make song. it like that no more. It's just they don't the make day. these kind of songs. I want white men to go back to the studio and just exactly. try to, because nobody can call you appropriators because Blue Eyed Soul has mm-hmm. been a music genre. Like, right. Somebody white just go, because I, I get that the black men are mostly doing like what Chris Brown's doing and stuff like that. Like they mm-hmm. want to talk about, you know, certain juices and secretions ah. and <laughs> cool and you know the ones who don't that you start to like like that what's his name the one who sounds like kermit the frog oh give on like give on you find yeah. somebody and you're like oh he he doesn't sing nasty things he actually sounds very good you find out he's a cheater and oh, doesn't God. respect black women at all so <laughs> it's, it's like black women 
<laughs> so why do you why keep from crying? <laughs> yeah, maybe see, maybe I don't even want because I feel like white men would make music like this, mm-hmm. like Blue White Soul, and then get all the women's attention, and then come out and have like a an Adam Levine level thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I don't happen. know. I just don't trust men, so I'm going back to one. It, there was a facade that men could be trusted, <laughs> and then Steely Dan is another white people band that actually has like some fun songs. Like Peg is fun. Anyways, so mm-hmm. that's uh, those are things that I've discovered that I'm really excited about because they feel new. I bought some new records too. I was at this coffee shop and there was a record store Ooh. next door, so I got uh I got the what's what's the album that Mercy Mercy Me is on? What's going on? Is that the name of the album? Anyways, I got that that album by Marvin Gaye and I got mm. a like, greatest hits album from Al Green and I got mm. Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. Oh, so excited. I, I feel that. like I'm developing myself as a person. And yeah. part of me is like, I want to bring somebody in to show them how cool I am. <laughs> so real. But I also don't want anybody around me. I find that I get uncomfortable being around people for too long now. Mm-hmm. I get really drained and like uncomfortable. I went out with a friend on a, what night was it? Friday or something. And she's new to Austin and she wanted to like see the East side. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> and so we went to like Hotel Vegas and I was so annoyed by the crowd because mm. Austin is fun. If you don't go out too much, you'll forget that it's a bunch of white people here. <laughs> and so we went out and there were like some fratty people everywhere we went. And I was uh, like, uh, I forgot that they kind of rule this city. <laughs> they rule the school. So it like put a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. And I woke up the next morning pissed. But... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you really have to protect your energy in this town. You have to know where not to go. Yeah. If you go in places where you don't see you or you don't feel welcome, you will feel like mm-hmm. this city belongs to white people. They don't want me here. But anyways, I mean, I noticed that even like how many like the 72 hours I was there with you, I was like, oh, how have I not seen this before? But I guess I don't know. I I just see you and I'm like, oh, you're black. Yeah. Sometimes though, it does feel like resilience at this point. Like I don't they can't get me out of here. Like Mm -hmm. I take up space. I walk into a room and people turn heads and I'm not afraid of it. I welcome it. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm better than these people. Girl, <laughs> and so, honestly... <laughs> so I don't care to leave anymore. I don't, I don't care where I go or where I am. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I need to get out of the city like I used to. It's just like, mm-hmm. what the fuck ever? I'm here. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, have you read anything fun? I'm still trying to pick a new book to read. I know. I'm so behind. I haven't. I'm realizing after watching or like listening to my Spotify raps or whatever, just like, oh, God, I've become so ugh. like even listening to you talk about blue eyed soul and stuff. Like that, I've never heard of that. I feel like I'm becoming less and less cultured. I was watching Jersey Shore over the weekend <laughs> and true life because it's on MT- it's on hulu oh, oh my I tried god to watch true life and i just <gasps> the production value is so old that it's i'm so like old. i can't get into this oh my gosh yeah, it's so old but i was just like wow and like even I, I was like embarrassed i was like this is sick the one thing that i did like on my spotify wrapped which if you've noticed i haven't even brought up a book yet that's how uncultured i've become um is i like regina specter's new album that came out earlier this year and i've been that was like my top whatever but everything else is just like <laughs> What's the baby there? So I just need to be better. So I want to yeah, get. I was a little humbled by mine as well. Yeah, <laughs> there were 
were some things where I was like, damn. So, because I listen to this artist like every day for a month straight, they're my top <laughs> listened artist. I know. That doesn't feel fair. That doesn't top feel right. One. But yeah, Drake was my top listened to artist. And I was mm-hmm. like, I did listen to Honestly Nevermind. Yeah. Quite a bit. Some songs from there. But I didn't think that made sense. It was for like a month. A month of that. And he's my top artist. I but know. yeah, I, I thought, I hope you're still reading somebody... I somebody's am. daughter yeah i don't girl. know if he, he or if you're listening to this i want to know if you're reading it i really <laughs> thought you'd like it um and i need to just pick i have a bunch of books that i still haven't read that i bought so i just need to pick a new one and then we have a book club we do we're picking a book in january yes and i'm gonna hold us all to it the minute yes. we pick a book and set a date i'm gonna be on your ass please do. about this book <laughs> Because I'm actually okay. excited, a chance to, you know, go through and read it with people. So, oh, yeah, I've never been in a book club that I enjoyed. So I'm hoping, <laughs> know, right? I'm hopeful that this will be an enjoyable experience having a book club where we can each pick a book and like really connect with each other and make time mm-hmm. for it. We will see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for holding on. We didn't have an episode out in all of November, I think. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Or did we just have one out in November? I can't remember. We recorded an episode and then scratched it, but oh, we're doing our best and life gets in the way. So. Yeah. Talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. You are listening to a Young Hag production.